Discussions of retro appreciation Nostalgia trips made through collaboration Eric and Frost masterful editing These are a few of our favorite things Saving a princess by fighting our dark side Rescuing dolphins by traveling through time Star Fox and co-piloting there are wings These are a few of our favorite things Bears, birds, and witches, and micro-games delight Space shootouts, puffballs, gorillas, and street fights Fruit-loving dinos that happily sing These are a few of our favorite things Relive the past with this podcast Classic games we love Together we mentioned a memory lane Here on the Super Switch Club Hi! <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games, but I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Wait, what? What? We're doing a clip show. Can no, what? Roll the clip. Gotta get our rage on! Yeah! Rage time! Rage, 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 rage! Wing, wing, wing damage. Hey, this is Frost, and welcome to our little Super Switch Club retrospective. Um, if I sound terrible, it's because I currently have the flu, but we got to get this done, so we're doing it anyway. Uh, now, my original plan for this episode was to have people um, come up with ideas for clips or things that I should play um, that they thought were sort of the best of for, for the Super Switch Club to this point. But what happened was the submissions that came in really don't lend themselves to being broken up uh, that way. Except Eric's. Good job, Eric. <laughs> but uh, so what we're going to do is some of them we're going to play all the way through. Some of them I'm going to break up. And I got some clips that I'm going to play. I made some special uh, super, super cuts. Um, and then I have one gigantic Super Switch Club super cut at the end. So uh, let's get into it with our first uh, contributor, Brett from Skeleton House. Hey folks, it's Brett from Skeleton House. So the year in review, what, we played a lot of games this year, I guess, huh? I'm going to count Echo. We played Echo. I think we finished it at the end of last year, but I like Echo. So I want to talk about Echo for a sec. Hey, you guys remember uh, Welcome to the Machine? That's like all I can think about when I think about Echo. Like it's a game about aliens and time travel and stuff, but like just that that last level or I guess second last level. It's just like everything about that game condensed into five minutes. I have like nostalgia for it. What the hell? I played it like 12 months ago. 
And then we had Banjo. Banjo was nice because Banjo was a game that I thought I didn't really like. Because um, I played it as a kid and I, I played it a little bit, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. I played it a decent amount. But what's a decent amount as a child? But yeah, getting back to it, I'm like, what the hell? This game actually rules. Yeah, and Banjo, Banjo season was when we got Elise. And Elise is fucking awesome. It's so nice. That's one of the cool things about this podcast is just like having people of different video game levels coming in and being like, hey, this is how I think about this. Because I feel like I don't want to throw shade, but there's like a lot of podcasts where it's just like four dudes sitting around the table talking about video games. And like I'm in I'm probably in that demographic, but it's nice to hear what other people, you know, think about the shitty swimming controls in Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, because we have there's a bunch of like like grandpas like you got Frost and you got uh, Jay, you know, people that existed before electricity was invented. So it's, it's good to hear their perspective, but also like people who maybe they fell out of video games for a bit. They played a lot of N64 and then maybe they just show back up. Oh, man. Sin and Punishment was sick, too. Do you guys listen to that? You guys got the Patreon? You guys hear about me fighting the final boss in Sin and Punishment? That shit so, is so damn cool, dude. Yeah, no, my memory, my memory is pretty poor. So coming up with like specific moments is a little bit difficult. Um, but I do re- remember for the speedrun season, I remember Mario's f- fat ass. Yeah, it's been a fun thing to be a part of. Hey, you listener, you're like, hey, this sounds cool. I, I'll, maybe I'll start a podcast one day. Hey, you know, it's a good uh, interstitial step between doing your own stuff and just having saying dumb shit and having it exposed out into the ether. Hey, just do a submission for Super Switch Club. It's the easy part of podcasting where you just say dumb shit and like you don't even got to edit it because we got suckers that'll do that for you. But yeah, cool year. Looking forward to this year as well. We got a, it's a good game to start off. So future, future's looking bright. Got to wear shades. Future's so looking so bright. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Um, I had completely forgotten about Sin and Punishment. Um, but yeah, if you get the Patreon, go listen to that. That game is nuts. Um, I have a little bit of a, a taste of what goes on in that uh, episode built into my Supercut. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's something else. All right, next is our other primary editor, Eric Slater. This is Eric Slater from Epic Fails of History and Podcasters Assemble, a movie podcast. So looking back, 2023 was kind of a crazy year on a number of levels. But this podcast and the community that's grown around it has definitely been one of the biggest highlights for me. All right, so first up is favorite game. Ooh, that's tough. (laughs) Um, I could definitely list off some of my least favorite games, Echo. But I'll go ahead and give you a top three, how about that? At number three, Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy. At number two, F-Zero 99 for the Nintendo Switch Online. And at the number one spot for all the games we've played so far, Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, I think I agree with Eric here. Um, You know, going into that season, uh, I had never played Banjo before, but it is a great platformer and the episodes themselves i think turned out wonderfully um so yeah definitely banjo kazooie and eric i can't believe you made us play seven games over the summer but we did uh now favorite season uh is a little tougher (laughs) 
Uh, favorite season to play was probably Banjo. Favorite season to edit? Yeah, that's a little tougher. Um, probably Star Fox, just because of the music. You know, one of my favorite indie rock bands, uh, Entertainment System, who did a cover of the Star Fox soundtrack. We got permission from them to use their music, which was pretty awesome. To be fair, though, I think that it's technically safe within the copyright realm because it's a remix. It's a remake. It's, uh, you know, they don't actually own the rights to the original song anyways, but still pretty awesome. Just like with, you know, editing F-099, I, I freaking love those soundtracks, so I was having a lot of fun, like, arranging that uh, with all the clips. Uh, favorite season to listen to, however, is probably Echo the Dolphin. Even though I hated that game and I couldn't get past, like, the third level, um, the it was an insane story and uh quite quite baffling but pretty pretty fun to listen to people struggle through that one and uh yeah it was a journey oh yeah that reminds me uh if i was giving out award i thought i was gonna like give out awards during this too for like stupid stuff but um that reminds me what i was gonna give eric the um worst marketing award for echo the dolphin season when he actually made uh <laughs> He had a Twitter. He actually got the guy who made Echo the Dolphin to respond to him on Twitter um, when he said, you know, happy anniversary for the Echo the Dolphin game or whatever. And the dude's like, what? And, and just Eric just folded like a house of cards, even though we were absolutely right. Um, anyway, uh, I thought that was that was funny. Uh, so favorite episode of the podcast. Ooh. For me... There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones here. Um, I'll name I'll name a few. I always love the nomination episodes, especially that last one we did for the NES. The Game Boy Nostalgia episode was really great. Uh, the Tetris episode I think was fantastic. I really enjoyed how that one came out. And season three, episode four of Echo the Dolphin, Atlantis to Jurassic Beach, was just so. It was just so fun. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Time travel! I also love what Frost did uh, with uh, that final episode of Echo the Dolphin with the Pink Floyd music, Dark Side of the Moon, and So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, uh, because I am a huge fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Douglas Adams. But I think my favorite episode overall is actually a bonus episode uh, for Super Mario Odyssey which is also a really, really fun game. Uh, but again, I think I think part of it was uh, because of the soundtrack. I loved uh, putting the music together for that one. It was just a, it was a really fun episode. We got some good entries. Like, I'm a huge Mario fan, so that, I'm a little biased here. Like, I also really enjoyed the Donkey Kong episode because of the nostalgia factor, but I'm really looking forward to doing more games like that, like iconic Nintendo, uh, you know, classics. Ah, uh, yes, Eric's favorite phrase. It will definitely get its own season someday. What are we up to? Uh, all the Zeldas, all the Marios, uh, all the Donkey Kong countries. It'll definitely get its own season someday. Number three, favorite moment. <laughs> oh my god, again, so many good ones throughout like Echo and, you know, Star Fox. Good luck. Good <laughs> And uh, I really love the uh, Tetris, 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 Tetris. Also, Elise <laughs> talking about how Americans are obsessed with guns on the Sin and Punishment episode is really great. But I think the one, the MVP of Super Switch Club moments so far 
has got to be not the bees oh god not the bees from banjo kazooie season four episode three cracks me up every time number four favorite contributor oof this one this one feels kind of unfair because again it's tough all of you are great you know we appreciate each and every one of you but if i had to choose a standout it's hard to pick one so i think it's got to be a toss-up between either skelly or elise uh because i just love the energy and total randomness you know it's interesting with this ever expanding cast of characters that we have for this podcast um uh, again submissions are always open um link is in the show notes uh but uh, <laughs> um, it is kind of it's hard to narrow it down. But, you know, me personally, um, basically anything Doug does is the best thing ever. Um. <laughs> Number five, favorite edit or editing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've done most of the editing, so feels kind of weird for me to comment on this one. But I will say I'm super thankful for Frost and Locathor and sometimes Bill, for pitching in on the editing. Don't lie, Eric. We know Bill hasn't done any work. This podcast wouldn't be what it is today without them. So, you know, thank you all so much. You know, thank thank you for helping to to keep this show going, you know, when I get too busy. You know, because I I tend to put too much on my plate at once. Uh, I tend to think that I have more time and energy than I do. But ultimately, it is a lot of fun. I think one of my favorite things about editing this show uh, besides all the fun nostalgia talk and just the the personalities, is uh, when we got a game that people are divisive about. So a lot of times I'll try to edit together clips of people saying how much they love the game and how much they hate it. <laughs> now I love that dichotomy going back and forth. This editing style was kind of pioneered by Troy and Tyler, you know, in the early days of Podcasters Assemble with MCU movies and Star Wars. And I'm sure it's been done before elsewhere, but we don't really have an official name for it. But they always used to say it's kind of like editing like I love the 80s, you know, like those old, uh, was it VH1 documentaries that they used to do. And I think it's also kind of similar to the movies that made us. There's also the toys that made us. Those documentaries are great. Those shows are great. I highly recommend them on Netflix. Go check them out. But that editing style, they do something very similar where they kind of cut back and forth and have people like contradicting one another. It's, you know, I've always loved that. So I try to kind of recapture that magic with the way I edit these episodes. (laughs) You know, I don't have a high-end laptop by any means. It's literally held together by electric tape. It's, It's a passion project. That's why we do it but we you know we do appreciate the people that contribute and any help financial or otherwise you know to kind of keep this uh this thing going because i think it has a lot of potential so you know all right i'm gonna call it a couple edits then um one took me completely by surprise locathor edited the manual episode of banjo kazooie and he put in a clip from the forespoken trailer uh which just completely took me by surprise do you guys remember forespoken no no, no one. Also, I really enjoyed editing the music for Banjo Kazooie, um, and maybe it wasn't a great uh, use of my time trying to edit every uh, Gruntilda, um, you know, every version of Gruntilda's theme when you're in the lair to where we were talking about in the uh, in the episode, but um, but I did it, uh, <laughs> and I had I had a lot of fun with the with the music. Plus, uh, it helped me with Grunty's furnace fun, having to listen to the music for like hundred hours. So, and then anything Eric does with those nomination episodes, which should 
have they have no right to be uh, <laughs> as coherent as they are, um, since it's just a mess of I'm nominating this for this reason. It just, um, but it works. Uh, and then finally, uh, I'd like to nominate myself for worst editing um, for the Tears of the Kingdom episode, where I took Lokathor's uh, entry and incorrectly downmixed it from 48 kilohertz down to 44 kilohertz. Um, and it made him sound like a like he was in witness protection. So sorry again, Lokathor, uh, for messing up your audio on that episode. Number six, favorite cold opener skit. Huh, man, again, there's so many good ones. There's so many good skits and poems, but my two favorites have to be Agit and Forget It. Or the amazing uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park Back to the Future mashup for Echo the Dolphin. I think it was Caslow that put that together. Brilliant stuff. Absolutely loved it. Cracks me up every time. Number seven, favorite outtake. Pretty much anything by Douglas Gale of Game Game Pass. Uh, dude never fails to crack me up. Seriously. Like, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, you know. Don't worry about your entries being too long. I'm going to use half of it for the bloopers, and it's going to be great. Real quick, I want to call out when Elise's blanket fort collapsed around her. Um, <laughs> uh, and when Mike uh, was walking along the street, he's like, where is everyone going? It's the middle of August. <laughs> Those are great. Number eight, favorite podcast art. Oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> I think I've done almost all of the thumbnails for this show, except for the actual logo design, which was done by Troidal Power. And the initial images for the Zelda 2 episodes were done by Bill. But I think I, my first one, the first one that I started with when we transitioned uh, from, you know, Bill's Zelda 2 podcast to the Super Switch Club was I think uh, episode two or three of Zelda. It was the it was the I am error image. So pretty much everything after that uh, was you know put together by me. Now again, I didn't like actually come up with the art. I'm just you know borrowing the art from you know these famous uh, game covers and you know screenshots of the game and stuff. But I have fun arranging them, you know. And some of them I think come out better than others. But I am proud of uh, most of them. My personal favorite, again, it's tough. It's tough because I do like most of them, but I think it's either Season 6, Episode 1, uh, the classic NES Donkey Kong episode, or the recent one I did for the NES Noms episode, just because I love a good collage of retro gaming nostalgia. You know which one I really like is the Wild Guns uh, podcast art, because the, the pixel art on that game is just incredible. I just wanted to give a heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you that's contributed to this show. I really appreciate it. And I'm really proud of what we put together here. And we've got plenty of fun Nintendo nostalgia to look forward to. All right, so before we move on to our next uh, submission, um, I thought I would give everyone a little taste of what it's like to edit for the Super Switch Club. So I put together this little collage of uh, of the experience to give you you know that true editor's experience of what it's like to edit one of these episodes. Enjoy. Here we go. Oh my God! It's a it's it's the first time with Super Switch Club. This is great. I'm Deej. 
from the Happy Creator Link podcast where we play games and and pretty pretty bad Lambda Jackie Chan of audio only let's plays I've been called. G'day, Elise here. This is Frost. I'm Jay. It's uh, Lucathor. Hey everybody, uh, this is Arjuna Gonzalez. This is Frost. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect, an audio only let's play podcast that cares about your mental health. G'day, it's Elise. This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs Podcast. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hi, my name's Dan. I don't have a project to shill, so I guess that's my intro. Hi, it's me, Lokathor, from Lokathor's audio-only Let's Plays, anchor.fm slash Lokathor, L-O-K-A-T-H-O-R. R. hello there, Hippie Pete from Attack on Final Fantasy. Hi there, Kylie Kane here from the Versian Chronicles. How's it going, everyone? Barracks Esten chiming in here for the first time. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hello there, Super Switch Club listeners. It is I, Josh, also known as Mushroom Comics from Mushroom Comics' audio-only Let's Plays. Hey everyone, it's your co-host Ben from the Hyrule Podcasters. Hi, I'm Jay. Hello, this is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hi, I'm Jay, back again for the Super Switch Club podcast. Hey everyone, it's Kazlo. I'm a uh, YouTuber and Twitch streamer uh, focusing on JRPGs uh, and particularly on Final Fantasy XIV. Hey, so it's Mike from uh, Mike's Unedited Let's Plays here, trying my best not to wake up my wife. Hey, this is Zach from the Neatcast, Jeff and Cultured, uh, Podcasters Assemble and, and other things like Super Switch Club. Hi, I'm Lokathor and... Uh, also, my brother is in the portions that have me, but he's not here to record his intro right now. But yeah, Lokathor and Lokathor's brother. This is William. Hello, this is Douglas Gale, co-host of the Game Pass podcast called Game Game Pass. This is Kildranus. It's um, Pete from Attack on Final Fantasy. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hey, it's your boy B again. Hello friends, it's Turtle Power from the Power Playthroughs Podcast. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. This is Frost. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hello listeners, this is Mushroom Comics from Mushroom Comics' audio-only Let's Plays. I am Douglas Gale from the Game Pass Podcast, Game Game Pass. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. This is Eric Slater from Epic Tales of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Podcasters Assemble. Hey, this is Frost. Hi, my name's Bill, and I'm from the RPG Years podcast and the Audio Only Experience podcast. Spoilers. Hey there, it is Kazla25. I'm a YouTuber and Twitch streamer. Hey, this is Zach from the Neatcast, F and Cultured, and Podcasters Assemble. Hey, uh, it's Mike from Mike's Unedited Let's Plays. Hi, I'm Bill from the RPG Years podcast. Haha, <laughs> yes, you may remember me from other such podcasts like this one and other things. G'day, it's Elise. Hello there, this is Douglas Kong, co-host of an Xbox Game Pass podcast called Game Game Pass. This is Eric Slater from Epic Fails of History and Podcasters Assemble, a movie podcast. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Yo, what up everybody? This is Scott from The Scott Spot. I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash The Scott Spot. That's me underscore Scott underscore Spot. G'day, it's Elise. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hey everyone, it is Kazlo, and we're back with uh, the Super Switch Club speedrun season. Howdy, partner. I'm Jay. It's Mike from Mike's Noted Let's Plays. This is Eric Slater from Epic Tales of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Podcasters Assemble. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hello there, it's me, Axel Gale, co-host of an Xbox Game Pass podcast called Game Game Pass. Oh, by the way, this is Mike from Mike's Noted Let's Plays. 
Also, a frequent contributor to this very show, Super Switch Club, and Podcasters Assemble. And, hey, hit me up. I'll be on your podcast. What am I else am I doing? F*** all, that's what. Hey, everyone. Varric Sisten here once again. Hey, folks. This is Brett from Skeleton House. Hey, everyone. It is Kazla25. This is Frost. Hey, folks. This is Brett from Skeleton House. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. G'day, Alicia. What up, everybody? This is Scott. It is Kazla25. I'm Jay. Douglas Gale here. Hey, folks. Hey, this is Zach. G'day, it's Alicia. From Skeleton House. Hey, this is Zach from the New Eye Mushroom Comic. This is Ben from also known as Josh. It's me, in unrelated news, we are always looking for editors. All right, let's go to Mike from Mike's Unedited Place. Uh, whatever, I'm not going to edit this. Mike from Mike's Place. This is Mike of audio-only Let's Play fame, gatecrasher to podcasts about video games. You can find my shit, both current and past, on Mike's Unedited Let's Play podcast. The best game that we here have taken in hand is the Game Boy platformer Kirby's Dreamland. It was cute, it was fun, but the good thing to see was the entire Discord and true camaraderie. My favourite episode, aye, that's the rub, for Eric and Frost I don't want to snub, was the final few from Zelda 2, with all the gamers set ready to spew. My favourite moment, though it came quite late, was Skelly indulging in Mario's cake. I snorted my drink. I rolled round with glee. Skelly talking about ass can be rather funny. My favourite contributor, drumroll please, the Aussie whose name we all know as Elise. Her witty remarks, her charming voice. Let's be honest, she's really the obvious choice. My favourite edit, or more editing trick, is how they censor my f***s and with audio from games, voice and sound effects, it's a technique I think is really the best. My favourite segment, cold open or skit, can I be vain and nominate my own shit? I enjoy it when writing this utter tosh, trying to sound both witty and posh. My favourite outtake to name quite a few, unedited Skelly, he's such a cool dude. I'd listen to him opine all through the day, he leaves me feeling both happy and gay for boners. Anyway, so yeah, I hope that's alright. <laughs> you see the timing, it's just rather tight. I can't quite find a good moment to play. So, we've picked it during one of my work days. That last stanza was improvised. Ah. Thank you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, well done. Um, and just for that, uh, I have assembled a five-minute supercut of the final episode of Zelda II, The Adventure of Link. It's, it was stressful. And yeah, man, I love soft-locking myself in a room because I fall down a pit and I think I can just fly back out the pit. But no, dumbass. No, you absolute fuck. Fool! No, there's no way. You're too bad. You're stuck now. Now, can get up, stand up, go turn off your console, go outside, go play baseball. <laughs> so then I, I, we're finally here. I've arrived at the Grand Palace, the final palace. There's some kind of strange force field here. I can't get into the palace. It's like an instant death if you touch it. So what the hell's going on? Duh, you ain't got nothing on me, Dark Nut. I know how to take care of you. They look like the Predator, and they pursue Link just as viciously, slinging sword, lasers, and leaping atop him. And it's... 
and it's 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 attacking me. It's jumping and it's attacking me and it's killing me. It's and I'm dead within seconds. Two point five HP. It's like what the? F it's like bird knight shooting daggers later, nerd. I don't want to fight you. You're not smarter than him, and he will get you. And that will be a sad day for you. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. And they're like dart nuts, kind of. Except they jump. They can fucking jump. What's up with that? We, we have a little bit of back and forth, and then suddenly it finds a weak point, and it kills me. These bird knights are so powerful. We got blue slimes. Okay. Oh god, it's a blue, the blue birdo thing with a knife. What the? F oh god, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. Oh, f there's a blue one. It hunts you. It's like alien and predator mixed together. It's hunting after you. There's a hidden fall through under one of these blocks that you could break on the floor that normally you would just walk right over and think, think nothing of. And then you fall through the floor and realize that the people who made the game were dicks. There's a podium here? <gasps> a boss meter? What the fuck is this guy? I can't, how do I hurt him? He's shooting fireballs at me? He looks like a, like a fucking Giger monster, kind of. He has wings and shit. I don't know how to hurt him. I'm gonna die. I hope <laughs> this is the boss, not the mini boss. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. It's invincible, and so you cast thunder, and then it can only take damage by striking it in the head. Wait, you know what? I just had a horrible thought. Uh, you remember the town of Kasuto? There was a there was a dude there, right? Like he didn't teach us any magic after we beat the other palace, did he? No, there's no way. So I go to use thunder spell, give the uh, the thunderbird some some new holes. I don't have the thunder spell. What has happened? Where is the thunder spell? I know I did it. How in the world did this happen? Uh, oh god. Oh no. I. W okay, so oh no, I can either. Mm, so oh, fuck. <laughs> Do I think there's a spell here, or do I think I missed something? Do I have to walk? Okay. But if I game over on the walk back, I'll just go back to Zelda, and then I'll just have to do the walk forward one more time. Oh my god. No. Because you don't- you didn't learn any spells in the other palaces. You know what? That's a faster check. We're gonna go back. We're- <laughs> Fuck this game, dude. And guess fuck what? I gotta go through Death Valley. Again. All the bridges, all the Lizalfos traps, all the caves, all the moas. And then make my way through the Grand Palace. Again. Uh, okay, okay, at least I didn't explore the last, whatever, 10% of the f***ing palace I haven't explored yet. Uh, but why couldn't he just give me that the first time I was here? Like, I'm, I'm cursed. Zelda 2 is cursed. I'm not meant to finish this game. F***ing asshole. I f is this the final f*** you from this game? They have a weird mechanic like that at the very, very end. There's one more big f*** you coming from this game. But that was not yet. Because you can't kill it unless you have the thunder magic. And you can't get the thunder magic... Unless you talk to the old man in the empty town, and the old man doesn't give you shit unless you find every frigging po uh, magic pot. Maybe you just think, you know what, I'm going to forge on. And you go through the son of a bitch palace, and you get to the firebird, and you know what you do? You die. Because you can't kill it without thunder magic. I'm finally getting to the end of this. I'm going to walk through with my stone, and I'm going to claim that fucking trifle of courage right now. Oh, fuck. It's all purple? Uh, my shadow popped out? Oh, God, it's Shadow Link. What the fuck? Oh no, dude. No, 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 no. No, I can't. Fuck <laughs> off! So I try and fight Shadow Link. I jump around. I, I do Kylie's strategy of jump and down and stab and jumping down and stab, jumping down and stab, jumping down and stab. I can't hit him a single time. I die. <laughs> I, I really did give this a go. Try it again. Die. Didn't hit him once. Fight me, idiot. Oh god. Okay, corner strats. Sit in the corner and mash the attack button? He can't hit me because my shield's down. Oh my god, it's working. Come on, idiot. You can't jump over me. Oh, it's like the f***ing Grand Wizard boss. He's so dumb. Come on, one more hit. 
Man, Zelda 2 is so easy, dude. What an easy game. This game's for children and babies. And I stood in the corner, and I stabbed Shadow Link until he died. And then I beat Zelda 2. Okay, so I did create some supercuts um, for some of the other game seasons um, that we'll be putting on the Patreon. Uh, they're quite lengthy, though. They're like 10 to 20 minutes. So if you've ever been like, hey, I wish I could listen to Banjo again, but I only have 18 minutes, um, this would be, I guess, something you could do. I don't know. I made them, so we're going to put them out there. Up next, she needs no introduction because she does it herself at the beginning of her clip. It's Elise. G'day, it's Elise. And I'm here today to reminisce on this podcast and the games that were played. We're six seasons in with bonus episodes galore. Check out our Patreon if you're left wanting more. Echo the Dolphin, what a wonderful tale of time travel and dinosaurs and even a blue whale. There was love, there was hate, there was confusion all around. This dolphin opened doors and killed enemies with nothing but sound. Listening to this tale, I was hooked instantly. While I have no desire to play it, I love the joys listening brought me. This was my favorite season. The story went all the places. Players giving up left and right, but delight and frustration audible on gamers' faces. And Skelly asks for music. Could you add that bit from Mario Kart 8? Cause that was f***ing sick. My favorite episode should not come as a shock. Kirby was incredible, right out of the block. He can fly, he can duck, he can eat everything. He can save his home of dreamland, and I call that a win. The gamers all had such nice things to say. Kirby was fun, the soundtrack was great, and we made King Dedede pay. The word cute was thrown around 26 times. It sounds absurd. We all enjoyed our adventure in dreamland. The nostalgia and joy was loudly heard. So even though Banjo is an old favorite of mine, there's just something about Kirby that made everyone's hearts shine. An honorable mention goes to Streets of Rage 2. While I'm not one for fighting, the shared memories and stories really changed my view. Season three saw Skelly and Echo become one entity to launch into the stratosphere, to high five God, to fulfill that dolphin's destiny. Season four, episode one, 11 minutes, 36. This edit right here with myself and Pete is one of my favorites in the mix. It's hard to pick a favorite when everyone's storytelling is so unique. The levels of passion and insight with contributors very rarely bleak. But since I have no choice, a decision must be made. Skelly's upbeat vibes and gaming skills shine through in every game he played. Brett's storytelling and optimism make his submissions such fun to hear. His love of music and sick graphics will always bring me cheer. Our editors are incredible. They bring us all together. They listen and splice and cut and paste. They make the work seem light as a feather. There is one episode though, it really shines through this bit. The dramatic music, the timing and drama from all make this jiggy quest actually worth it. That added echo of the engine room, that slow build before shit hits the fan. Skelly welcomes us to the machine. Then Frost drops the beat as the real challenge began. The bloopers are my favorite part. It's nice to know I'm not alone. We may be pro gamer dudes, but sometimes our flaws are shown. Ben did make me laugh a lot in Echoes episode two. He thought the codes for levels were names, the pronunciation of which he had no clue. Frost made me chuckle as well. A rusty bay made him ill at ease. He wanted to go back to Spiral Mountain. Pretty, pretty please. 
Caslow's skits are creative and fun. They're always a joy to hear. He puts together imaginative stories. The Clanker's Cavern one really made me cheer. The poor bird caught in its blowhole and the dead bears in its tank. The staff trash-talking grunty. I'm glad these workers never sank. To open an episode takes great timing and skill. This sets the tone and adds character. Something fun that's not just Bill. Varric sets the stage with ease, so we gather round to hear, as he spins the yarn of the wild guns. So let's all grab a beer. And with that, I'll say farewell, for this first year will also be my last. I think it's time to put the switch down and reflect strongly on my past. I played for 669 hours. I should probably go and read a book. <laughs> totally made you look. Oh boy, Oof. Uh, it almost gave me a heart attack there. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't ever leave. Up next, we have Varix, who wins the award for most sounding like a cowboy. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Varix, and welcome to a very special end of year episode of Super Switch Club where we take a collective look over the past year and highlight some of our favorite moments from the show in 2023. There's certainly a lot of good moments to choose from. Unfortunately, I can't pick the entire show as my submission, so let's get to work on narrowing it down. Starting things off with favorite season, I gotta give this one to Banjo-Kazooie. I didn't have this one growing up. Oddly enough, I had Banjo-Tooie instead. Not sure how that happened, but I had a blast with it, and I don't know how many hours I sunk into it over the years. And even though I may have missed out on Banjo-Kazooie myself, I had an equally great time listening to the gang run through it and share their collective experiences, moments of fun and frustration alike. It's a fun and whimsical collectathon. It's got that cheeky British humor that Rare is well known for. And the music is just phenomenal. Grant Kirkhope is a genius of a composer, no question. But I enjoyed listening to every minute of this season. And I'm really hoping that we get Banjo-Tooie on the virtual library sometime next year. When it comes out, we are going to play it, right guys? Guys? Favorite individual episode? Oh, first I gotta give a special shout out to the Tears of the Kingdom bonus episode, because that game took over my life and completely for a good couple of months there when it first came out. I ended up putting close to 300 hours into it, and I really enjoyed listening to everybody, well, most everybody, enjoy it just as much as I did. But my actual pick goes to Kirby's Dreamland simply because of how much love and nostalgia everyone has for that game and series overall. Not to mention getting to hear some of us experience it for the first time. Now, if I might be able to let my bias color my decision for a moment, the Kirby episode is particularly special to me because it's the first piece of creative content I've ever made, collaborative or otherwise. And unlike most of the other fine folks here on Super Switch Club, I don't have a podcast of my own. I don't have the time, energy, or drive, frankly, to devote to a creative endeavor like that. Hell, if I'm being honest, I tend to struggle to even get up the motivation to record for this. And this doesn't require a lot from me comparatively. But with the way Switch Club is formatted and how lax the schedule can be, I can comfortably participate in something that I don't think I would have been able to otherwise. And I really, I'm really thankful for that. I know I'm still rather new to this. Only a couple of episodes under my belt so far, but I've been having a good time. You know, it's been fun to be able to play along, share my thoughts. It's, it's 
it's nice to be a part of something. And y'all make that possible. All of you. <clears throat> Alright, where, where was I? Now, picking a favorite moment was tough. There's too many good ones out there. But I got a couple. The one that sticks with me the most is Elise's Freeze Easy Peak song. It was a very adorable and rather impressive piece of creative work. My other favorite moment has got to be Doug's unrelenting thirsting of Gruntilda. <laughs> I mean, guy knows what he likes and ain't afraid to say it. Gotta give him props for that. Oh yeah, before I forget, any moment where Bill gets tilted and goes on a rage-fueled tirade over this, that, or whatever else, comedic gold. Beautiful. 10 out of 10. No notes. I have two picks for my favorite contributor. My first one has got to be Elise. You know when you finish a really good game and you catch yourself thinking, man, I wish I could forget everything I knew about this so I could experience it for the first time all over again. That's what Elise is to me. Like, most of us grew up with a lot of these games and have fond memories of them, so it's really a joy to see or hear someone experiencing some of these classics for the very first time. <laughs> listening to her fall in love with Kirby was a real treat for me personally. I also really enjoy listening to Brett. Now, Brett's got this... I don't know how to describe it except chill enthusiasm. Like, you can always tell when he's particularly excited or irritated or upset, worried, whatever, but he always delivers his thoughts in such a laid-back manner that it's hard not to feel relaxed when listening to him speak. <laughs> it also makes it that much more effective when he suddenly busts out some goofy off-the-wall shit worthy of a mental double-take. <laughs> oh, to be a vagabond stowing away aboard your train of thought, my dude. If only but to see what strange and interesting places we visit along the way. When it comes to picking a favorite edit, this is more of a general spread than any one particular moment, I think. But I always get rather tickled at the various sound effects that Eric and Frost used to censor some of the more egregious cursing. I think the best use of this was the various noises that Kazooie makes because, uh, let's face it, if anybody on Spiral Mountain or beyond is going to have a foul mouth, it's that bird. Come on, I can't be the only one that found that funny. A good example, I think, is during the intro to Banjo-Kazooie when they're discussing the intro, then Brett says something along the lines of, and Grunty's like, who's the hottest one of us around? And the cauldron's like, it ain't you, you ugly hag. And she's like, what the fuck? It just works. Apart from all that, I really love the music tracks they choose to play in the background behind all of us talking. Like, you guys are just helping me build my playlists at this point. Okay, favorite skit and or opening? Well, one episode opener I really enjoyed was the uh, Ghost Adventures parody that Kazlo and Doug did. Like, I love paranormal shit, and that shit was just funny. I'm never going to look at baked beans the same way again, I'll tell you that much. As far as mid-episode skits go... One that really sticks with me is the Egg It and Forget It infomercial. Like, I can't forget it. I think the only thing that could have made it better was if y'all had Billy Mays on it. Last on the docket here is favorite episode art, and I don't think I can pick one. Like, I'm on the website right now and I'm looking through all of them, and they're all just so good. Each one is its own little collage of box art, in-game screenshots, and pages from the manual. Like. Slap them all together and you've got a nice little scrapbook of gaming history right here. Alright, is that everything? I think that's everything. I don't have anything else to add. This has been a lot of fun. It's nice to look back and see just how far the podcast has come from its fledgling roots as, you know, Bill torturing his friends with a bad Zelda game. Should I go back and finish that one? Nah. And with all that said, I think that does it for my part in this. What a fun year it's been. 
I know I showed up rather late to the game, all things considered, but I've enjoyed it so far. And hopefully I can be a bigger part of the podcast going forward. Next season's gonna be a good one. We're kicking it right back to the NES Start Cycle 2, this time with Star Tropics. Not surprising, really, considering that game got four separate nominations. But hey, I've never played it, so I'm looking forward to seeing what all the fuss is about. Anyway, thank y'all so much for listening, and for coming along on this ride with us. Hope y'all enjoyed this little retrospective of ours. Eric, Frost, you guys are goaded for keeping this going. Thank y'all so much for everything you do. And a big thanks to everyone else who's been a part of this. Y'all are the best. And with that, we bring 2023 to a close. Join us next time for a brand new season and a brand new year of Super Switch Club. This is Varric Seston signing off. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you, Varric. That means a lot to hear. Um, and thanks to Bill for starting this and Eric for fostering it and turning it into quite the uh, community that we have here. So, all right, enough of the foreplay. Um, I will now sign off and leave you with the Super Switch Club Super Gut. Wait, what? what? We're doing a clip show. Can no, what? Roll the clip. So, uh, heard tell y'all were looking to hear the legend of the wild guns. <laughs> well, partner, I reckon y'all found yourself in the right place. Pull up a chair and I'll tell you the tale of how one hardened bounty hunter and a young lady with nothing more to lose took down the most notorious crime family this side of Andromeda. <laughs> I'm here today to talk about one of my favorite games of all time. Yes, and I'm here to talk to you about one of my favorite games of all time. Today, we are playing arcade-style beat-em-up. Streets of Rage 2. I just beat, uh, Streets of Rage 2. With another game I can actually talk about. Streets of Rage 2. Otherwise known as Binnacle 2. <laughs> too Rage, Too Furious. Thank you, voters. This is such a good game. Big Blue is near oh oh who, whoever's editing this put in uh put in big blue from the mario kart 8 soundtrack with the f- sax solo holy shit that song's so good wow this level sucks cold water oh this level's great i finally got to play the kirby game boy game i dreamed of when i was little and it's everything i wanted it to be our story starts as the camera pans across a giant, grunty-face-shaped lair carved into the side of a mountain, complete with witch's hat and emeralds for eyes. And that reminds me, I must finish making the front of our house look like my face. The mark of a true villain is having your lair shaped like your face. Saki! Oh, Saki! Good morning, Saki. Good morning, Iron. But i just like to take a minute here to talk about uh, Mario's fat ass. I was gonna go out to the store today, but uh, the the weatherman said that the streets were filled with rage. So I, I figured we'd stay inside. We have uh, the Doppler said that there's rage outside. Uh, we expect anywhere from five to eighteen inches of rage. Wow, that sounds that sounds bad, actually. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Everyone's gonna complain about this jump, and the first time I, I tried it, I was like, what the f-? I made it like three quarters of the way as high as I needed. And then something clicked in my brain, and I became one with Echo the Dolphin, and I did a gigantic loop around the water, and I crested the surface, and I f-ing launched into the stratosphere. I flew like twice the height I needed. On my way over, I high fived God. It was sick as hell, dude. What a f-
delightful game. I got stuck on this level for, I think, about three weeks, and it's a beast. And then if you've got the dolphin out, and then you've realised you forgot to f***ing push the key glyph underneath the dolphin, which you forgot about, so then you had to go back and do the whole thing again. But thankfully, <laughs> yeah, f*** me. <laughs> Why did I have to do it again? Bloody thing. So guess what? That dolphin's dead. Save all the dolphins. That ant. <laughs> you are so much cuter as this little gator. Just hopping, just making little jumps and scooting around. I low-key wish I could play the whole game like this. I would die for the banjo crocodile. You can't convince me that this game chose 2D because the development team had a specific artistic vision. The art style is that of a teenage girl MySpace page with sparkling animated GIFs of kittens and overuse of embedded HTML blink tags. This one's Bad! Jumpman is at the circus with his lady friend, Lady. They're wandering around DK Circus in New York City, where the Mario Brothers are originally from, awing and ooing at all of the lions, tigers, and bears. Mario is probably swinging a hammer at something to make a bell ring, winning Paulina a stuffed Yoshi. Paulina probably throws some darts at balloons to win Mario a Ramones mirror. And there's probably an elephant somewhere and some guy eating chicken in a booth. At the end, Fox calls for his teammates to check in. Ribbit! I'll bring up the rear, Fox, croaks Slippy. Peppy says, I'm behind you, Fox. And Falco tells us, I'm with you, Fox. He then checks in with his buddies, and we all knock off for a pint. All ships check in. How are you guys doing? Guys? Oh, yeah, they're all dead. Walking through your winter wonderland. Who's that over there? Why, it's just Boggy. He's groaning and complaining quite a lot. He said that he ate something gold and shiny. Let's use this lead and force it out his gob. I have never really liked shooter games. I've always been vaguely interested in this game because it is like a Nintendo published title. Uh, maybe it's because I'm Australian and guns are incredibly foreign to me. Or maybe it's just that I prefer more adventurous games and less shoot anything that moves. Um, what the f*** is this? What is what is this game? And it is bonkers. Forget having a cake. That dude's got the whole f bakery back there, man. My dude's smuggling watermelons down the back of his overalls. This guy's name is Lago because they have already used the name Boggy, unfortunately. None of this looks sanitary. Um, so we hop inside of his toilet bowl and he flushes us and then we go to a disgusting room full of filth and there's a there's a jiggy in there. This is disgusting. But they're basically just big crabs and also big dicks. Wario, who I guess is like, I don't want to say evil Mario. He's just like douchey Mario. Wow. I don't know. In uh, this one, he's more of just sort of like a, a um, an exploitive capitalist. Is that is that how you would describe him? Ah. He seems like kind of a ding-dong overall, you know what I mean? Wow! I can't believe you went in there. Now wash your hands, you filthy bear. How about some scat, you little twat? This 2D shitfest launched on December 21st, four days before Christmas in 1997. And you just know that Nintendo execs were probably sitting at a board meeting the first week of October when someone said, Oh shit! 
we don't have a first party game scheduled for the Christmas rush. They then locked the team of developers not busy making better games in the basement and told them they had to crank out a Mario game by Christmas if they ever wanted to get out and see their families again. That dude's just hauling a wagon behind him at all times. Like, no wonder he can jump so high. He has such powerful glutes. They only call him Jump Man because they couldn't call him Ass Man. Shooting eggs in his mouth doesn't do anything, despite the fact that it solves just about every other problem in this game. Hey! And, for and, it. and then we have the one where uh, all the dorks will be like, oh yeah, this guy's my favorite. And then my favorite character, Nine Volt, the old school grade schooler. As they're walking around, they see a sign and realize the main event in the big top is about to begin and they make their way there, picking up some peanuts, cotton candy, and soda on the way, I assume. They take their seats and are just in time to see Donkey Kong, later renamed Cranky Kong's show in which Cranky Kong performs a balancing act. For said act, Cranky must balance on a barrel emblazoned with a DK, of course, while juggling pineapples and dodging flames. Uh, at the top of the elevator, some chick doesn't want us to kill her abducted, blood-controlled, you know, wolf Pokemon. Uh, but we do. I had no idea what was going on here. I don't f***ing know, man. I told you, I honestly had no clue what was going on when I was playing this. I think this is the first level where there are bees around the beehives. Angry bees, which... Sure, I guess. Since when do bees attack you when you knock over the beehive towers? You get three honeycombs. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! I'm my eyes! Ah! Damn it, even the power-ups are hard now. Bees are very protective of their beehives. They're very angry, those bees. And then we get the final Jimmy remix stage. Is Jimmy again? He's dancing the club. I don't know what the f*** is up with this guy. He's just, he's just going. Jimmy is f***ing dancing again. Back off, Jimmy. I hate you and your stupid afro. And then the sickest shit that has ever happened in any video game happens. Achi's like, the old earth is gonna die soon, so I'm gonna replace it with this new fucking sick earth. The wiki says aliens or something? I don't know. And it looks so fucking cool. And the, uh, the health bar at the bottom of the screen, it's earth and earth mimicry, but at the start of the fight, yeah, at the start of the fight, the earth's health bar says, uh, we must save a planet, which is the hype as shit of all time and that's kind of the end and then we see isa the kid from the fake future they're gonna fuck, dude and that's sin and punishment there are things in this world that we will never fully understand we want answers we have worked years to build our credibility our reputation working alongside the most renowned professionals in the field capturing groundbreaking proof of the paranormal this is our evidence our ghost adventures. It's fucking a nightmare to get your dolphin to jump out of the water diagonally. It's just, it should be easy. This again, this is a core mechanic of the game, jumping in and out of the goddamn water. But no, no. Yeah, Peach, don't worry about baking this guy a cake. He, he already has enough. Yeah, no wonder he falls so damn fast because he's got all that extra weight he's carrying around in the back. And I guess the fall damage is just from, like, the sheer force of his ass hitting the ground and, like, turning his legs into dust. It's like dropping a bowling ball onto a Pringles can. It's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. But what is this malarkey? And now, because we foolishly put our fate in the hands of voting internet strangers, we get to play this pastel-colored abomination. So playing it again for the Super Switch Club was very nostalgic for me. I, I don't know where they're from, but I'm guessing, based on the game so far, they live in a goddamn underwater maze filled with chainsaw swordfish and turtle with guns because f*** 
this game. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Who would even play this dumb video game? I would. I would play this dumb video game. Now, some would say that the sun reflected off a certain plumber's wrench and right into the eyes of Cranky. Others, mainly a certain plumber, say that Cranky was just off his game that day, but Cranky fumbles a pineapple, gets hit by a flame, and falls to the ground. Humiliated, Cranky Kong looks out to the audience with tears welling in his eyes and only sees looks of pity and concern, until his eyes fall on an overall-clad patron rolling on the ground laughing uncontrollably, his date next to him covering her face in shame. You can't have everything in life, and I've already got a beautiful wife and loving hamsters. So- there we have it I think that's my lot in life and the game's over and the game just ends Wing 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 damage. We've now moved inside the mansion. The building was abandoned after individuals complained of being constrained by some sort of energy during meals in the dining room. We're going to be using our polter pod to see if we might be able to communicate with the spirits here. If there is anyone here, please just tell us. Why are you attacking people here? What do you want? Baked beans. Excuse me, did you... Did you say baked beans? What's that mean? Cockroaches and cream. Ew. Is this food it wants? Do we need to bring this to you? Call right by. No, no, not doing this. Grab our stuff, Zach. It's time to go. All right, I've got it. Well, let's get out of here quick. Alright kids, it's time to get gored at this game. Get it? Gored? There's freaking time travel in this game? What? What? What is going on? Why? Why are dolphins time traveling? Wario doesn't have good opinions on politics. You know what I mean? Like, Wario is the kind of guy who thinks that it's okay to tell uh, racially tinged jokes because he thinks he has a, a black friend, uh, then that would be uh, Jimmy T. Okay. Uh, except uh, that friendship is one way, Wario. Uh, Jimmy T probably does not uh, does not like you. Um, boy, where? What was my point? Get out of here! Where are you going with this game, Mike Asnosium, Whatever your name is, what was going on? What were you f***ing smoking, mate? Right? And everybody's happy. Hooray! Yeah. Now don't let the happy credits music fool you. This is not a happy ending. This is the start of Kirby's reign of terror. I mean, think about it. If Kirby wasn't cute, he'd be horrifying. He eats his enemies. He flies, he changes his mass and density at will. Later on, he even has the ability to shapeshift and steal your soul. This is the plot to John Carpenter's The Thing and The Blob all rolled into one. But because it's kawaii, we're aloof of the Lovecraftian levels of horror that Kirby represents. Wake up, sheeple! Okay, okay, tinfoil hat time. Where does he even come from? 
The Dream Realm? Seriously, that sounds like some next-level existential fourth-dimensional nightmare. The rabbit hole gets even deeper the further you dig into this story when you consider that Shinichi Shimomura, the director of three of the later Kirby games, went missing under mysterious circumstances. I mean, for all we know, Masa Sakurai was trying to warn us all, and we didn't listen. Kirby's a murderer! Yeah, and that's it. I'm sure someone... I, you know what? I bet Skelly loved it. Skelly seems like that kind of person. No offense. Yeah, WarioWare is awesome. Maybe it's not his shoes that are squeaky, but it's just the sound of his ass cheeks rubbing up against that denim. Man, my dude made a pair of overalls look like f***ing skinny jeans. Just the definition on that backside. Like, thank God age ratings weren't a thing yet, or else like they wouldn't even be able to sell this in stores. Um, but if you did not choose File 3, if you did not choose the file where Banjo is playing a Game Boy, then you are a cop. Incorporated. It's a me, warrior. Okay, screw this game. This game actively wants you to not play it. Using munched up enemies for firepower. If you press the B button when my cheeks are full, I'll puff out whatever I had in my mouth. If it hits another enemy, I can give those meanies a taste of their own medicine. Kirby's a spitter, so you gotta you gotta put a mask on him when he's being a a bad ball of of Kirbyness. <laughs> what am I doing? What an absolute cat of a f***ing jump! So, oh my god, it's just gratuitous. Maybe they could have had songs that were longer than like three notes if they wasted less space on rendering this man's gigantic ass. Echo, you've got to come back with me. No, 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 Echo, you're fine. Your pod, Echo. Something's got to be done about your pod. It's the vortex, Echo. The aliens have taken your pod. No, Echo. We have to go back. Back to the Jurassic. Oh, and it says happy end to close out the book. All right. This is fine with me. And we did it. You get the super happy tree back. We got the tree back. You rescue all of the other Yoshis. We evicted baby Bowser from his own castle and we saved the Yoshis. And you get a happy ending. And now we can go back to the menu and go through all the pages and do the levels that we haven't done before. If we want it, which we don't. There is no reason for anyone to play this game. Ever. Like I've said, I've been streaming this. We decided we needed to name the Tyranodon, and my chat decided that they, the, the Tyranodon's name is Herbert, so that's also canon now. Humiliated and enraged, Cranky Kong runs into the audience and snatches up the mean man's date, throwing her over her shoulders and runs to the nearby construction site, collecting all the barrels and expertly balancing them with one hand while scaling the scaffolding with his other, all the while Paulina is comfortably strewn over his shoulders. Mario pursues and attempts to scale the building to save Paulina, but Cranky was smart enough to collect all those barrels so he could use them and their contents as weapons to stop Mario's pursuit. And you're face to face with a gigantic f***ing seahorse. We had a gigantic f***ing seahorse. F*** you, Ed and Elzium, and your stupid game and your f***ing mechanics. God, I'm enjoying this game so much. And they're all 
very quick, very short, very frantic. You don't usually at all get explained anything beyond like a verb at the beginning. This one just tells you a key word. It'll say, hide, grab, shoot, search, run, jump, catch, dodge, dodge, jump, f And you just have to try and do that thing in whatever context the scenario gives you. Kill! No, it doesn't. You got a suck button? <laughs> and then once you're done with that little distraction, you're back to bouncing back and forth between the barrage of bullets being blasted by the bevy of bandits and bots in the background. Try saying that one five times fast, y'all. The final level. Welcome to the machine. Welcome to the machine. And then in parentheses, go f*** yourself. Welcome to the machine. What a metal name for a level. Another auto-scroll. How the hell were people supposed to beat this level without rewind? This is the level that I knew about before we started playing Echo the Dolphin. I saw a screenshot of this level and I went, what the f**k am I looking at? And I made a note here that when I was reading the guide, the, the guide for this part of the game starts out with, welcome to hell. Kirby makes his way through, avoiding the water, so as not to contradict the fact that I think Kirby has devil fruit powers. That's aliens in here. Oh yeah, and there's also uh, f***ing aliens. Banana peels, spinning wheels, red shells said to hell. The Grand Prix gone crazy. Plumbing's a side hustle when the cup is on the line. Insert bongo noises. Or finger snaps. Eva's good. I'll take your adulation however you want to give it. It's really cute. I love all these little, cute little touches. It's adorable. As cute as me, you stupid pot. For her own sake, I hope she's not. Shit, alright, if you're gonna rhyme everything, then just kill me now. What exactly is a Kirby? Imagine, if you will, a happy little marshmallow with little Nerf footballs for feet and beady eyes full of wonder. However, hidden beneath that innocent veneer of his is an insatiable little vor beast that devours his enemies whole in a bid to increase his already vast innate power until he's grown strong enough to go from kicking around trees and penguins to clashing with eldritch gods and dimension-shattering entities. Now, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is only the first game, after all. This is basically the intro story that was read in the manual. Grunty's like, hey, who's the hottest one around? And then the cauldron's like, it ain't you, you ugly hag. And then she's like, what the f***? And that is the end of the game. So yeah, that's Kirby's Dreamland. Equal parts horror, equal parts adorbs. What a f***ing delightful game! No, it's not your brother, you idiot! What's wrong with you? What, what makes you think your brother can fly in a broom? I don't like these bears. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of Yoshis when, when you die in the game. Um, you get to pick a different Yoshi. When you die in real life... <laughs> You're all done picking Yoshis, my friend. Uh, you, you have to start back from the beginning of Welcome to the Machine, which is just, I can't believe. You have to do that entire gauntlet again. <laughs> this, this, who made this? It, that's so cruel, because this is not an easy final boss. Who made this? What the? F and then she turns into a hot, thick green witch, and it is... Mm, I, I stand hot grunty, so sorry. Now, legend has it that after this boss fight, you get the, a level select screen 
But I'll never know for sure, because it's as far as I got in the game. Time to hit the road! See you next time! So I had to go outside the level and come back in, and then all my f***ing notes are gone! It's cleared out all my f***ing notes, you f***ty piece of game! Oh, my f***ing word! This is a collectathon, not a recollectathon. What is Mario? Is he human? I mean, he kind of is like a cartoon human. Is he a little goblin creature with a magic hat that lets him possess people? <sighs> I don't know. I think Pauline is half goblin, though. <laughs> she kind of, she's got, her and Peach both look cartoony, but they're kind of more uh, human-like. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> In this world with with a lot of seeming, like, um, sentient different monsters and stuff. Mario can't possibly be human. Woo! Bill, what are you doing here today? Uh, got called in for an emergency. What did the poison crabs do this time? Uh, not them. They found three dead bears in Clanker's tank this morning. Really? Mondays, am I right? I don't know where they keep coming from. And then Clanker won't shut up about his darn teeth. Why did Gruntilda make the trash compactor talk? I think it's because no one else will talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House here to talk about Mario Odyssey. Uh, game's a 10 out of 10. Okay, that's all I got. See you guys later. Bye. Her best friend in college was Sweaty Betty? Now what are you digging on Betty for? What are you digging on Betty for? What a crazy game. A lone goddamn dolphin went back in time, went to space, killed an alien f***ing queen and rescued all his boys. Echo the Dolphin is one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. It's awful. Oh my god, what a good time. Grunty, call Betty. Three of us are gonna get together and read Big Butts and Guts. <laughs> so folks, it turns out that even though it's the exact same font, um, it's not a generic name followed by a specific name. It's a generic name, or the level name, followed by a password. It's like the worst of all worlds. It has swimming and instant death and poison water and falling deaths and bad platforming and horrible cameras. And I just, I just want to go home. Can I go back to Spiral Mountain, please? And we all know what this jiggy is. The coup de gras of this level is there's an engine room section with a bunch of turning cogs that you have to like sort of navigate through. And there's fans, propellers in here that you have to turn off elsewhere in the ship. Welcome to the machine. And then in parentheses, go f yourself. Like, I played Tetris on it, I'm pretty sure, when I was young. I played Tetris, and it was f***ing awesome. Of course, my earliest memories, as most people's probably are with the Game Boy, are with Tetris. Of course, I had Tetris. I remember Tetris, you know. Even my mom loved Tetris. I fell off many a ledge, and I came very close to dying. The birds in here suck, but bees are great at flying. Only two sections left, and I'm sad the game is ending. But I hope you're enjoying our playthroughs and these fun renditions we're sending. I'm off to fight Grunty and get little Tootie back. Because even if Doug hates these bears, 
fight Grunty I must and give her a good smack. The genre of Streets of Rage 2 is a beat-em-up, which is what would happen if you locked me and a bunch of third graders in a room and said, all right, the victor gets to leave. Can we get maintenance back to Clanker's Tank? Repeat, maintenance to Clanker's Tank. Seems some kind of bird is stuck in his blowhole. <sighs> I guess we better take care of that. Well, let's just hope it comes out clean this time. My entire family was abducted and killed by the kid family. My entire family was abducted and killed by the kid family. My entire family was abducted and killed by the kid family. Um, get a post credit scene. We're chilling and grilling. A job well done. Probably drinking some brewskis and arguing about it. <laughs> sorry, I'm cracking this up. Arguing about it. <laughs> Uh, forget all that. I just, all of my introductions have been painting Banjo Kazooie to be terrible people. I don't need to make them as people who's. We'll see about that. Let's go. We'll see about that. Let's go. Our beautiful beach scene is uh, interrupted by Tootie, who wants something to, has something to say. Hey, little girl. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What's the party for? Grunty got away, so get back up there and finish the job! Oh, go kill Grunty, break into her house and kill her in her sleep? <laughs> okay. Wow, what a turn this game is taking. Now it's... Now it's just revenge. <laughs> just, just a mission of revenge. I sure hope that at least some of this was usable. I was definitely all over the place, so... Thank you for your work, editors. You guys do things that I don't have the patience for, so I appreciate all your effort. Hey, editors, I think I forgot to do an intro with my actual name, so I'm gonna stick that here at the end. Oh, I hope I didn't f*** that up too badly. Crust on a bike. Uh, at the end of this first stage, the boss is like the wish virgin. Wild arms. Wild arms? F*** me. Wild guns. Wild guns, not wild arms. Wild arms is the JRPG. And then in wild arms re- oh, Yeah, wild arms. Wild guns. Wild guns. Sorry, I'm walking through the rain next to a busy road. So um, this is going to be characteristic mic shit audio quality. Sorry, Eric. Um, get out. Where is everyone going? It's the middle of August. The one that sticks out to me the most has to be Elise's Freeze Easy Peak song. It's a rather adorable and... Oh, f what the... Oh, shit, did my glasses just break? There goes my lens. Hold on. So once again, this is Eric Slater, uh, you know, from 
all the podcasts. <laughs> How do I put that? I like to be productive. It's not like I'm lazy by any means. <laughs> um, in fact, I could probably, you know, um, uh, learn to chill, chill the fuck out once in a while. Hey, yeah, gonna actually put effort on. I've even got a blanket on my head. Mm-hmm. I don't. How do you? How do you guys wrap up Super Switch Club? Yeah, you, you don't. You, you don't say until next time. You know, podcasters as- assemble. Um, you don't beam off like you're on too young for this trip. What do you, what do you, I forget what we do. We just fade away. We unplug the cartridge. All right. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to power down the power down noises. It's not what a Game Boy sounds like. Game Boy, you just flick off and goes clunk. I'm a fucking idiot. But I always get various tickled at the, what the fuck was that one? And next time, Star Tropics for the NES.